Today's episode, you guys are going to love. This is all things virtual assistants, which you know can take your business to a whole nother level when done and implemented the right way. You know, so as always, I'm going right in. There's no fluff in this episode, but it's all about how we use virtual assistants to crush all of our businesses. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's go. People don't fail at real estate because they suck. They fail because there's too many ways to succeed. That's why I suggest you focus on the most important skill in all of real estate, which is finding deals. I'm Colbert Johnson, and in this podcast, I share the exact steps I've used to source 400 deals by age 24. This will allow you to do three things. Control your deal flow, make unlimited income, and build your empire as an off-market operator. Virtual assistants, hot trending topic these days. Everyone talks about virtual assistants on social media, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Offshore talent, offshore labor is a huge, huge, huge thing, a hot, hot topic people are talking about, specifically in real estate right now. So I feel like I'm, I'm pretty experienced and well-versed in the world of virtual assistants and have a lot of knowledge to share on that topic. I've ran a call center about six years now, we've hired, trained, staffed, um, I would say roughly 500 cold callers. And that's one really specific way to use virtual assistants. But in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you guys all kinds of different ways that you can actually use virtual assistants in your business. I've, I put out an episode before on you know buying back your time and moving up that ladder from admin to fulfillment, to marketing, to sales, to leadership in your company. And Virtual assistance is a big way how you guys can climb that ladder and, you know, spend your time doing what we talked about and Dan Martell talks about in his book a lot, you know, your production zone tasks, right? You know, that for me, that's creating content, that's hiring the right people, that's creating systems around our offers. And that that's my production zone. So I'm, I fill the rest with virtual assistants or with, you know, stateside employees that can do the rest. So today I'm about talking about, you know, how you guys can source hire, train, and manage virtual assistants for your business, for any role in your company. So this could be for data. This could be for skip tracing. This could be for comping, underwriting. Like we've, we've experimented heavily with virtual assistants, underwriters, and I think it could work great in any business in 2023. So first use case, obviously, is cold calling. And I've already made a huge podcast on cold calling, one of the first shows I released on this channel. And so I'm not going to go way into depth into cold calling right now. But the first way you can you can use virtual assistants is for cold calling. You know, you can go on upwork.com. And you can hire someone from the Philippines or from Central or South America or from Egypt or parts of Europe to cold call for you anywhere from four to $6 an hour. The problem with that is the reason I'm not going to be talking a ton on this podcast about cold calling specifically for virtual assistants is because of the fact that it's the hardest position to fill. People think cold calling means you take a list, you slap it on a virtual assistant in the Philippines, but you guys don't understand there's going to be roosters in the background that if you don't treat cold calling like a separate business from your core business, you guys will never have good traction. And so that's why I don't really recommend people just diving in right and, and hiring their own cold callers. And yeah, I am biased. I do own a call center, but there's a million different call centers out there. I'm not, I'm not even going to market mine right here on the show. I just more meant that like it is a hard thing to hire for your business. So what isn't though is admin work. Okay. So if you guys are on real estate companies, you're for your underwriting, your skip tracing, your CRM work, your KPI tracking, all that kind of stuff is very easy and very hireable out of countries like the Philippines. For any kind of admin customer service, I think the Philippines is incredible for this. And there's a bunch of different services that'll do this for you, like Growth Assistant or Shepherd, a million different companies that have kind of some kind of a virtual assistant package they'll sell you. But for you guys, all you really need to do to hire a good virtual assistant is use a site like Upwork.com. Okay, use Upwork.com, create a very good job posting surrounding what you need done. If that's admin, that's website work, whatever that is. And then you create a simple job ad. The way you want to screen talent, you guys, 
is have them send you a five to 10 minute video on who they are, their experience, why they want to work for you. About 10% of the people that apply for your job will actually send you in that video. Out of the five to 10% of people that do, say you get 40 applicants for that job from the Philippines, you'll get a lot of applicants and from other parts of the world. You want to optimize and I guess angle yourself for at least a level seven out of 10 English speaker, because they're also going to be able to write and understand and communicate with your team. And you'll be able to get a gist of that from their video. So, you know, seven out of 10 means they can have a conversation. You probably know they're from some other country in the US, but they can have conversational English ability. So that's the second part of the hiring process. And third is speed of communication. So once you start going back and forth with them on Upwork or wherever you're chatting with them, if they're taking longer than 30 minutes to respond, you know, that means it's not an assistant you want. You want a virtual assistant for your company that's very responsive, that is very on the ball and not working for eight different companies. We pay them hourly. Okay. I don't recommend putting them on salaries and we have a virtual assistant specifically. You don't want to treat them like they're internal employees. You don't want to treat them any differently than a stateside employee. Otherwise, they're not going to perform the same. And these people are very educated, very talented, and very loyal. And we've had virtual assistants from the Philippines and other countries that have worked for us for four, five, six, even seven years now since I was 18 and I'm turning 25 here in a few months. So you guys, you can build a real estate company without virtual assistants, but I think it's one of the best ways to start buying back your time moving yourself up that ladder and your real estate company. So the way you want to hire these people, you guys, again, Upwork, and then you want to have a playbook for them. So say the task is they're going to be doing some data-specific tasks like skip tracing for you, okay? So all you're going to do is you're going to create an SOP for that, okay? You can't train someone with an SOP, but you need an SOP database, which is standard operating procedure database, which we call a playbook in our companies, which is a place where when you bring someone on and once they're in the job role, they've already been trained, which I'll talk about training in a second, an SOP is a procedure for them so they know how to do an individual task. So say the task is pulling a list out of prop stream for you and skip tracing it for a marketing campaign. So every single SOP needs a few things. The first thing it needs is a trigger. So what's going to trigger them to be able to do that task? Okay. That could be the first of every month. That could be you tell them to, that could be it's Tuesday, whatever that trigger is. But let's say the first of every month, you want them to pull that list from prop stream. Cool. Second thing is a video explanation. So it's you doing the task. That's going to be two to five minutes of you actually doing the task yourself. Awesome. The third part of that is going to be a step-by-step, okay? Step-by-step is a nuanced list of every single action they take to do that. I recommend using the Google Chrome extension Scribe for that. It records your screen while you do that, organizes it right away into a very detailed, pretty SOP, and then you can take that and copy that as the third part of it. So now we have trigger, we have video explanation, we have step-by-step, and then you want a checklist. The checklist is a higher-level checklist, the overarching things that have to happen for that task to be done. Okay. Beyond that, there's a definition of done. So how do they know the SOP is done? Is it when they upload a list to your list stacker? Is it when they tell you in Slack? How do they know that that task is done? And the last part of a good SOP is the direct report. Who needs to be reported to that that task is complete? When, what's the cadence for that? Do they report to you every day, every week, every month? Having some kind of reporting channel, like a reporting channel in Slack for them to report to you. Because that's the way that you manage at scale without micromanaging is you have direct reports that report to you on a scheduled period. That's a, that's a huge thing that I've learned running the companies we've ran over the past couple of years. Second part of that is training process. Okay, now that you have SOPs around a task you want a virtual assistant to do, how do we train them? Okay, so I am a firm believer that you can't bring someone in. And I learned this from my buddy, Jordan Ross, who runs ADEF and helps a lot of 10-figure entrepreneurs. You can't train a new hire, whether it's virtual assistant or stateside with SOPs. You have to train them with an actual training manual. Okay, so when someone onboards into your team, you can't just hand them SOPs and say, get to work. They need a training manual that has what times they start work, who they report to, how to get an email created, how to get their cloud phone created. 
every single thing that happens part on as you onboard an employee has to be in that training document so you can scale your training up. So I recommend using a Trainual or Google Drive or something streamlined when you onboard someone that you can put them through to actually train them up because you can't just give someone an SOP or a checklist and say or a playbook and say, hey, welcome to the team. You have to have a, a dedicated training manual, which we save ours in Notion. And when, the, when someone joins, we make that shareable to them, to their email that they can go through and they start getting onboarded and headed in the right direction. So that's a big thing, you guys. And also, you know, with virtual assistants, most people treat them like they're not employees. You guys, these people, yes, they're in a different country, but they're real people going through real life situations who you want to build a culture with, right? For our virtual assistants, we've helped them buy cars. We've helped them, you know, achieve what achieve their individual goals for the life and stick with you forever. They learn your business and they relieve a lot of headaches because they're you're very smart, educated people. And so you still want to have check-in calls with them. I recommend just a weekly direct report, end of week call. So if you have an admin virtual assistant every single Friday, let's say you have a 30-minute block where you sit down with them, you go over things they're working on, things they're struggling with, how you can make their job easier, how you can be a better leader to them, and they will give you great feedback. And that's another thing. And also countries like the Philippines, the work ethic a lot of times outpaces anyone from the U.S. They'll work 14 hours a day without blinking for three years straight. One of our call center managers at our our Philippines offices, because we have Egypt offices, Philippines offices, and Belize offices, they'll be in the office 20 hours straight for three years without taking a day off. And that's just the culture down there. And it's, it's incredible work, incredible labor, and the money is meaningful to them as well. So you guys, as you start bringing virtual assistants into your business, your, your business will change forever. Okay. Once you see this, it is addicting. It is addicting to have someone come in for $4 an hour, which is also great money to them and take a lot of stuff off your plate that allow you to do higher leverage things in your business. Like we talked about a lot, which is your production zone. You know, virtual assistants have changed our business in its entirety and in, in all of our companies. And I'll give you an example of that. I've had a virtual assistant, Warren, that has worked for me since 2018. So five going on six years now. And Warren was a guy I met on Upwork a long time ago. At the time, I had no idea even how to hire and train, but there's a couple of softwares I need to master. And instead of me, you know, I am a systems guy, but my highest and best use of my time now isn't going and mastering software. So there's ever now to this day, a software I need to master or a process I need to implement or a tool I need to learn. I don't go learn it myself. I have Warren go and learn it. And he gives me the high level what do I need to know about this platform in order to use it for our company and train other people on it? That's just one use case, guys. You can use virtual assistants for research. You can use them for data entry. You can use them for KPIs. You can use them to study the new hot tech. They're like a use case right now, I would say, is give a virtual assistant who's smart an insane amount of reading and watching on, on all the AI tools out there and ask them, say, come back to me with use cases for our companies on how we can use AI. And I would, I would recommend all of you guys who are listening to this that you start directing all of your staff, virtual and stateside, on giving you weekly reports on AI tools and saying, hey, guys, take an hour a day and learn some AI tools and tell me at the end of the week how you guys can use this in your role to be more productive and be more efficient. And that's going to do one thing that'll alleviate their time. I think we're going to go through a period here, especially in the US, where employee satisfaction is going to go up 100x, okay? Because people can use AI now in their job to do their job three times faster and more efficient and have way better work-life balance. And most employees, guys, especially if they don't run your business, they're going to be more productive if they're working four concentrated hours a day than eight to 10 hours a day that are messy, jumping off calls, working on graphic design when now AI can do it. So definitely have your staff start doing their own digging on how AI can make their job more efficient. As long as the quality stays where it is, you should be giving your staff free reign of that. Who cares if they work a few less hours, especially if you're paying them hourly. At the end of the day, efficiency is efficiency. So quick one today, guys. Wanted to just run you down on my thoughts on virtual assistants. We use them for everything for a long time in our company, and it alleviates a lot of man hours. 
automation plus AI plus offshore labor, you guys, is freaking incredible. And you guys don't need to break the bank and go pay someone a placing fee for this. You can go hire off Upwork and find very talented people to come and be your executive assistant, right? Run your inbox, run your calendar, do your travel, do your bills, do your invoicing, data entry, KPI tracking. They can do SOP creation. They can do some QuickBooks. We train them on that. Anything you guys have in your business that's you know below your pay grade, you guys, because because busy, especially in 2023, the entrepreneurs that crush it aren't the busy entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs that know how to hire, how to work through other people. And I think we all hit these kind of plateaus as entrepreneurs. You know, you get to a couple hundred grand a year, and if you don't know how to delegate at all, you're going to be stuck there. Let's say you learn how to delegate, you get to a million, two million a year. At that point, you're going to really have to learn to work through other people. And not, not just delegate tasks now, but your higher level stuff, learning how to train and manage and work through other people. That might take you to five, 10 million a year. At that point, you're going to have to get really, you know, growing leaders in your companies, you know, COOs, CEOs, CTOs, building out a C-suite. And that's kind of where I'm headed in all of our companies towards building out really good leaders so I can spend my time just on what I'm great at, which is producing content like this across all my platforms, growing an audience, growing distribution, and, you know, creating new systems, processes, offers, tools, as well as uh, hiring more and more A-plus kind of level 10 players in our company. So thanks, you guys, for hanging out with me for the last 13, 15 minutes of your time. And hope you guys really, really, really take to heart, you know, hiring virtual assistants, man, it makes the real estate company so much more scalable. You guys really need to focus on two things, which is more resources for your business, right? That could be investors, private money, could be learning, going to conferences and other, your other job as an owner of a company, well, as you go from hustler to operator to architect, you know, hustlers, you know, you got that 300 K, right? The hustler is you're banging the doors. You're hitting the, the phones. You're putting out the bandit signs. You're not good at delegating. Then you get good at delegating. You become an operator. But you still don't really know how to train, manage, and hire the right people. Once you learn that, you move to architect. And I want you guys all to get to architect. And the way you do that is by starting to get rid of tasks right now. And a lot of times entrepreneurs won't do it because they have to slow down. They have to make the SOP. They have to make the training manual. And if they feel like they're losing money. But in the long term, you guys, that's evergreen work that's going to benefit you forever. So please, 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 even take an hour a day. You know, Wake up an hour earlier and spend an hour each morning documenting SOPs and, and creating playbooks for your companies. And you will thank me. So I hope this episode helped you guys. And I will see you uh, next time here on the Off Market Operator. Man, that was one of my favorite episodes. I, I just can't, I can't get across enough to people that the amount of use cases virtual assistants have in your business, especially combining offshore labor with tech tools we have like AI and machine learning, which I talk about a lot across my social media. So and I think you guys definitely need to be putting this in practice in your companies here in 2023 and beyond. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, please, 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 a like, a share on your socials, a review here, whatever that is that you guys have, you know, five minutes out of your day to do for me means the world. I'm trying to really grow this show here in 2023 and help more and more people become off-market operators and learn how to, the magic of sourcing off-market deals and what that can do for their life, their business, their companies, and their financial future. As always, please guys go ahead and if you're listening on this on Apple Podcasts, click that plus button and save and download and subscribe to this. Spotify, same thing there. We're on all of your favorite streaming platforms. Also, if you guys prefer the video, the visuals over on YouTube, I post all of these talking to you guys directly. And man, as always, please hit me up on social media with any feedback. I'm still kind of beta testing this kind of shorter form content style, quick hits and really useful tactical items for your company. And please, I do do take your feedback to heart. So until next time, you guys are only one deal away.